Welcome back to another episode of the Arlington Strength Podcast. Uh, you know, I apologize. It's been about two weeks since I put anything out. And uh, quite honestly, I, you know, life's been kind of busy. I have a lot of things that have come up recently. And uh, life is very exciting and traveling. Moving forward, all of a sudden, the universe has decided to align a lot of things. And uh, I'm sure I'll talk about them at a later date. But, um... You know, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about doing one until Anchor decided to remind me that uh, I hadn't done a podcast this week and uh, let me know that my last podcast been played uh, like 274 times or something like that, which, I mean, it's not Joe Rogan level or anything, but uh, definitely more than I ever thought I'd get, period, uh, let alone an episode, so... Uh, as most of you guys know, have reached out to me. I don't really do any kind of like, uh, uh, you know, outlines or write notes or anything like that. I just uh, kind of find a good 10, 15 minutes of quiet time and uh, turn this thing on and just let whatever falls out of my mouth fall out of my mouth. Um, and so uh, I think maybe two weeks ago, I asked you guys the questions. Uh, or put out a poll or something like that about what you wanted me to talk about, what you wanted to hear about. And the number one response was how to find the right coach. Um, and, you know, quite honestly, I'm sure there's tons and tons of articles. Um, but, you know, I guess more than a few of you guys wanted to know my opinions on, on something like this. And so I decided to uh, get on today after getting a little coffee and some breakfast this morning and uh, seeing what falls out of my mouth today. Um, so when, when we talk about finding the right coach, um, I think the number one way to kind of look at it to begin with is that you are looking for someone to have a relationship with. Um, and just like any relationship, whether, uh, you know, romantic or business or, uh, friendship, you know, with various levels, uh, you're, you're going to have to kind of think about, um, you know, uh, how do I say this? Uh, you got to know who you are if you're going to know, if you're going to find a person that's going to work with you well. Um, and so most logical people wouldn't just say, I want to get married and then find the first single guy or gal that also says, I want to get married and, and stick with them for the rest of their lives. You know, most people who are ready to take that kind of step say, uh, you know, I know who I am, I know what I'm looking for, and this person is who I want to uh, see many, many more sunrises with. Um, and so you got to kind of approach it from that standpoint, particularly if you're kind of in that upper beginner, intermediate to advanced phase, especially. Um, because, uh, you know, the more in-depth your relationship has to be with them, the more that's going to be asked of you, uh, and the more you're going to ask of them. Um, so when it's time for you to find a coach, uh, I, I guess the very first question you need to ask yourself is, well, why do you need a coach? Why do you want a coach? Um, and I don't say that to, you know, sound nefarious or, uh, be facetious in any way. Uh, but you know, not everybody needs a coach. Uh, you can teach yourself lots. There's lots of free material out there on the internet. There's lots of uh, 
support groups and Facebook. I mean, Starting Strongman puts out an amazing amount of free content. Uh, free content, excuse me. Uh, Juggernaut Training Systems, again, just a ridiculous amount of free content that, uh, that's out there for strength athletes. Um, you know, you can scroll Instagram and just look up any kind of key phrase and you're going to run into everything from kabuki to massonomics uh, all the way down to uh, uh, God, I had the logo on my head. I, I can't remember their, their logo. or I can't remember the name, their name right now, but um, well, I guess that's what happens when you drop your phone. Um, yeah, anyway, so there's just tons of free stuff out there, so um, I guess to expand on that question, why do you need a coach? I mean, are you looking for coaching? Are you looking for training? Are you looking for programming? Do you need a combination? How do you want these services delivered to you? Do you want them online? Do you want them in person? Do you want a combination? Do you want video feedback? Do you want someone to stand next to you and yell at you? Do you want someone to stand next to you and tell you you're pretty all day? Do you want someone uh, to just write a Google spreadsheet for you and never talk to you again? I mean, there's just di different styles of coaching and different various levels of service that you kind of need to know what you're looking for um, you know before you sign up with somebody and decide like this is terrible I don't want to do this um, another question you probably need to ask yourself is like what level of coach do you rate uh, you know are you a true beginner have you never ever ever touched a barbell before um, and if that's the case you know you should be more realistic about who you need to work with. You wouldn't go out and try and hire, you know, Thor or Ray Williams, uh, you know, their coaches, because quite frankly, you know, they are working with elite level athletes. They probably don't have time to work with you. And, you know, conversely, you need to cut your teeth uh, and earn your stripes so that way you can work with a coach of that level. Um, you know, what kind of experience do they have? another question you should definitely be asking uh, of them you know I'm not a huge proponent of certifications uh, they certainly can't help or excuse me they certainly can't hurt um, but you know if you have a ton of paper on the wall uh, and you have zero application then uh, you know, to me that that coach is essentially worthless uh, I'm sure they have a ton of knowledge but can they apply it can they uh, work with athletes and uh, apply the knowledge they've learned books to, uh, you know, real world, uh, situations. Um, you know, is their experience as a clinical or is it practical? You know, did they go to school to, uh, you know, do some sort of, you know, physical therapy or, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, training, athletic training certification or, or degree, um, and that's all they have? Or, you know, did they go to school for something else and they happen to, uh, earn, Certifications outside of, of what they went to school to get a you know undergraduate, master's, all that kind of stuff, uh, or do they have a combination? You know, clinical mean like have they only worked with you know rehabbing patients? You know, so maybe their expertise isn't quite what you're looking for. Sure, I mean I'm not saying that they're not you know exceptionally gifted uh, uh, coaches because you know somebody who can teach them how to walk again certainly has skills necessary to make someone stronger but is it what you're looking for in a sport specific coach um 
you know, how many athletes have they trained? How long have they been doing this? Have they worked with only one person for, you know, two or three years, five years? Or have they worked with a dozen people over the last, you know, six months? How many people have they worked with? And what were those results? Did everybody quit on them? Did people get hurt? Uh, did, uh, you know, they only work with a handful of people and, you know, won them all championships? You know, what is, what is the difference uh, between the outcomes? You know, were any of them... Specifically, you know, maybe something to think about is to say, you know, were any of them like you? Um, you know, can they turn a decent athlete into a great athlete? You know, there's a, you know, I love college football. It's like my number one sport above all else, you know. I, sure, I like NFL, but, you know, college football to me is, is just the greatest sport on earth. And, you know, you can have, we can have discussions about the downsides of it and the way the NCAA treats their players. But the bottom line is, is, you know, you have all these institutions that are phenomenal, uh, you know, in terms of pageantry and tradition and, uh, you know, the way, you know, certain teams come on the field and, you know, their fight songs and their, you know, uh, their legacies and all that kind of stuff. So, to me, college football is, is the greatest sport on earth. But you take a look at some of the greatest uh, you know, head football coaches over the last, I don't know, let's, let's just say like the last 30 or 40 years, you're talking like Bobby Bowden, Lou Holtz, Dabo Sweeney, uh, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. And certainly you can make an argument that these coaches were great or are great because they had great athletes walking in the door. Um, and so all they had to do was recruit the best athletes and uh, not break them. And then you start stacking W's. And so it's this cycle that feeds itself. You know, you get some W's, you're good enough to earn, you're good enough to make some, get some W's early on in your career, and players start seeing you, and they start matriculating towards you, and you start getting better and better players, and this big machine starts feeding itself. And before you know it, you know, every kid on the field for your team is, you know, one of the top five players in the country. They're all going to be drafted. And the question, again, becomes like, do, you know, are they great because they have great players? Are they great coaches because they developed regular players into phenomenal players? Um, and that's a question you should ask yourself when you're shopping for a coach. You know, did this person start off with a really good athlete and just give them enough guidance and give them enough stimulation to force adaptation and not break them? Because um, certainly when you think about elite level athletes, they're going to have higher thresholds for pain, higher thresholds for recovery. They're going to be willing to do things that most people aren't. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you're measuring one coach against another and you try and, uh, you know, measure them based on on their results of their athletes, you know, if one guy had a whole stable full of phenomenal athletes, another guy had a stable full of, uh, you know, I don't want this to be taken in a negative connotation, but, you know, stroller moms who are you know, not interested in competing, not interested in uh, pushing themselves in that sense, uh, you know, and are really just more in for their health and, and for fun versus someone who's in it to win, you know, plastic medals, uh, then obviously the results are going to be different. Another thing you probably should think about is what are their methods? You know, what has inspired them to choose to train people in the style that they train? You know, did they uh, uh, they grow up around Westside? Did they read the Cube uh, manual, you know, years ago? 
Uh, were they inspired by Wendler? You know, were they inspired by you know, Greg Glassman, Chad Wesley Smith, Pat Davidson? Did they read translated Cold War era texts? Um, or, you know, the back pages of Muscle and Fitness, you know, circa 1996 to 1999. I mean, every coach, trainer, uh, you know, gets their wealth of information from somewhere. Uh, and I always equate mm, fitness to religion. Um, and so if somebody comes up in, you know, a, a, a school of, of fitness, then that's really all they know unless they make the decision to branch out on their own and learn things on their own. Um, there's absolutely no harm in, you know, being really good at a certain style of training, but, you know, if there's better ways to do things, you know, why wouldn't you want to go out there and try and learn those things? And, uh, I guess for me, the, probably the most important question, uh, when I have decided to work with coaches is, you know, what is their philosophy on strength training? Um, and for me, this is key because this is going to form the basis of everything that you do, the way you communicate, the way your programming is set up, the way you get ready for competition, the way you recover, um, your nutrition, all this stuff is going to be based kind of in this philosophy that they may have for you. Um, and if you don't align on your philosophies, you know, you don't have to align hundred percent, but if you don't believe in what they're telling you, then that relationship is never going to work out. Right. Because fundamentally you're just different and that's okay. Um, not to say that one person is right, one person is wrong. You just grew up with different experiences and you have different positive and negative results from certain things that you've done in your strength training endeavors. Um, so like, I guess the easiest way to phrase this is the more that you believe, like genuinely believe, not only in your coach, but in your philosophy for training, the more and better results you're going to get out of it. And, uh, you know, there's uh, several uh, books on this, but a really popular one um, is called The Biology of Belief by uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Bruce Lipton. Uh, he was uh, at Stanford. And I think he published a book 10, 12, 15 between 10 and 15 years ago. Um, it's called The Biology of Belief. Uh, and the book kind of outlines several ideas and things about how our belief system in, impacts our physiology. And, uh, you know, at our core, our body has the ability to create structures to support our, our biological needs. Um, and the big idea that Lipton explores in that book is that we probably don't know what we think we know about genetics. Uh, in other words, the whole genetics idea, they're not 100% predetermined. Um, it's not like this uh, auto-install uh, Windows DOS operating system that, uh, you know, as we are in the, you know, in the womb gets installed in us and that's just what we're fucked, we we're stuck with or sometimes fucked with. Um, but, uh, you know, and that we shouldn't have to accept what we're given rather that 
in certain situations, we can force our genes to express certain traits uh, based on the environment to which we expose them. So, uh, you know, our belief system, or if you want to say our perception, or even our lens of how we expect to be impacted by the choices we make during training will influence the results that we're chasing. You know, for instance, like, uh, you know, you don't become a fucking savage by accident. Like, that's not, pre, you know, that's not an accident, man. That's premeditated. You, through a systematic approach to training, to recovery, to life, uh, day after day after day after day, start to become this just absolute monster, this beast. Um, so, um, you know... Having said all that, you know, some of these questions are questions you really need to pose yourself before you even get out to this marketplace. Uh, you know, knowing who you are, knowing what you expect, knowing how you'd like to have information delivered to you. Uh, and when I say that, I mean not only, uh, you know, Google Spreadsheet versus, uh, you know, the True Coach app and stuff like that, but also like how you want your feedback delivered. Do you want honest feedback? Do you need someone to pat you on the back all day long and give you uh, encouragement and stuff like that? Do you want someone to just over the top keep it real? Like, you know, stop sucking and start doing something, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, so if you're listening to this and you ask me this question, then, you know, that tells me you're probably already either in the marketplace. Um, for a coach or a new coach, or, you know, you probably have some friends that are already exist in this marketplace. And, you know, ultimately when you've decided that, you know, who you are as a person, as an athlete, when you've decided that, you know, what you want from a coach, then probably the best place to start with them and ask them, you know, real honest questions about their coaches. Uh, you know, ask them for honest complaints, you know, not, not every relationship is 100%. Surely there's some things that, you know, people do and don't like about working with their coach. Uh, you know, so just ask for honest feedback. And when you find someone that you think you hear what you want to hear, you know, start researching them. You know, check their Twitter, check their Instagram, check their Facebook profiles, you know, and look to see what kind of stuff they're putting out there into the universe, you know. For some of us, uh, you know, they don't, we don't really care about uh, anything outside of strength training. But for me, you know, what's important to me uh, is that the person and the people that I, the, people, the person that I work with as my coach and the people that I work with as athletes, right now I'm in a place in my life where I really just want to work with good, wholesome individual people. Um, you know, and, and to me, I, I get more reward out of working with good people than I get out of, uh, you know, anything else. And that's, uh, you know, that doesn't sound like it's, you know, super appealing, but for me it is, you know, I, I don't want to have to worry about like a bunch of white noise and drama that people who don't have their shit together tend to bring into relationships. And, uh, you know, I have no problem telling people, you know, no, I don't want to work with you. You know, it's nothing personal. I'm just, you know, my roster's full or, uh, you know, I just, I don't think we're going to work out well together. You know, I'll help you find another coach. And I do that fairly regularly where I shop people out to other coaches because, 
you know, it's just not for me anymore uh, in terms of trying to force relationships to work. So, um, yeah, you know, if you, if you made it this far in the podcast, then, you know, thanks for listening. Um, if you're in the neighborhood, uh, or excuse me, if you're in the marketplace for a coach and, you know, you want some feedback from me, you know, by all means, you know, slide into my DMs, uh, you know, we can talk about it. Um, you know, I have no problem giving you honest feedback and recommending some phenomenal coaches, not only here in the DFW area, but, you know, across the country. I don't feel like you're ready to work with one of those people, then, you know, I'll help you find somebody else. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that the most rewarding thing that you should be getting out of this as both an athlete, as a coach, uh, is truly found in the experience and the relationship. Um, I often tell people that I work with in personal training uh, that, hey, this, you know, you pay me to get your results. It's a lot better of uh, experience if we can get to know each other and be friends but we don't have to um, because ultimately you don't pay me to be your friend you pay me to get you the results um, but you know again I, I regress and I say you know if you have any questions by all means uh, reach out and uh, don't hesitate to ask I'm always here I'm always available um, or uh, best way to get a hold of me, honestly, is probably to shoot me an email, danny at arlingtonstrength.com. Uh, you can also, like I said, check and uh, hit me up and probably Instagram is the best way to do it. Uh, I don't really ever get on Twitter besides to read college football news, uh, maybe a little gossip. And uh, Facebook, I uh, only have it installed on my laptop, so you might send me a message and I probably won't see it for a few days unless I open up Facebook on my, on my laptop. So, um, yeah, thanks again for listening. Um, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll won't take as many days to get you another podcast next week, but as always, you know, feedback is appreciated very, very much. I really appreciate you guys listening and really, uh, take to heart what you guys have to say. Uh, and, uh, I guess I'll be talking to you guys soon. All right. Have a good weekend.